letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories. From News Talk 830-WCCO, this is the All Local. I'm Mark Fry, and this is the All Local for Monday, September 25th, 2023. The now former leader of Minnesota's Office of Cannabis Management is speaking out. Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell is sharing his thoughts after his team's third loss in a row, and health experts are stressing the importance of preventative care screenings. Our top story, more than 100 people are searching a 150-acre site in Bemidji looking for a teenage girl who went missing nearly two years ago. Nevaeh Kingbird was last seen October of 2021. Police first thought she had run away, but her mother alerted them after a month or so that she hadn't heard from her. This search marks the first time the newly created State Office of Missing and Murdered Indigenous Relatives Office will work with law enforcement and others to conduct the search. Her mother, Teddy Wind. To see everybody come together to try to help me and help the other families look for their loved ones. So I just sparked some more hope into me. She says the search will go on both today and tomorrow. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. The woman who resigned one day after her appointment to lead Minnesota's Office of Cannabis Management says she wishes she could have been given the opportunity to respond to media reports that indicated she sold illegal marijuana products at her Apple Valley business Part of them being published. Aaron Dupree spoke this morning on the WCCO Morning News with Vanita Sakar about how those reports were one-sided because she was advised not to comment. Had I been allowed to speak to the people that were writing the articles, they would have looked a lot differently because they would have been able to hear what was actually going on in those situations instead of just really having one side of the story. Dupree says a statement about those reports concerning illegal products and financial issues in her past will be made soon. There are definitely things that I wish that I could have said with before I withdrew, but at this time, I'm not willing to talk about them uh, on the advice of my attorney. We plan on putting out a statement later this week. Dupree says she feels like she was smeared in those reports and that the hiring process shows how much cronyism is already in Minnesota's cannabis markets before it even starts. Al Schock, Newstalk 830, WCCO. Police are investigating the weekend shooting and stabbing that left three people dead and a fourth injured in Roseville. Deputy Chief Joe Adams says that officers were called to the 1600 block of Eldridge Avenue for a welfare check around 2.30 Saturday morning. That's where they found the three deceased men who'd sustained apparent knife attacks and gunshot wounds. A fourth injured man was rushed to the hospital where he remains in critical condition. Our officers, along with the Roseville Fire Department and a line of paramedics, did some heroic efforts and saved that individual's life. At this time, we haven't been able to communicate with him to get any more information as to the events from last night. Police say they do not believe that the incident was random, nor is there a risk to the public. The Minnesota BCA is helping with that investigation. Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell is addressing the disastrous end of the Vikings game yesterday. O'Connell says quarterback Kirk Cousins was only getting bits and pieces of the call as the fourth quarter clock was winding down. Uh, Just with the momentum of that fourth down conversion, that's purely on me. Uh, I should, you know, try to uh, just clock the ball and, and understand that we'll take our three downs from there. Uh, to try to score. I've got a ton of confidence in our group. If we get three opportunities to throw it in, um, we're going to give ourselves good chances to do that. Vikings lost 28-24. They're now 0-3 to start the season. They face Carolina on the road Sunday. 
Beginning today, Memorial Blood Centers, new screenings that will allow LGBTQ individuals to be part of the donor process. The change comes after the FDA issued guidance that bases donor participation on individual assessment rather than a blanket denial due to sexual or gender identity. More than 1,000 plywood murals created after the police murder of George Floyd are set to be moved to a new space. Volunteers today are transporting the murals to a location in the Longfellow neighborhood. Lisa Kelly is founder of the group Memorialize the Movement and spoke with WCCO Television. To see like art living on plywood, which is a living material, and watch it evolve and watch it grow and watch the story continue and people continue to interact with it and fall in love with it and be healed by it is just a really special thing. Kelly says they're planning to open the new space to the public in the spring in time for their annual exhibit entitled Justice for George. Health experts are once again encouraging adults to resume preventative care screenings. The reminder comes as ages for cancer screenings have changed in recent years. With the suggested age for getting a colonoscopy lowered to 45, women are encouraged to get screened for breast cancer at 40 years old instead of 50. Dr. Jonathan Dickman with Alina Health says screenings are beneficial for both patient and provider. We benefit in the sense that our patients stay healthy and that it doesn't require as many resources as if something progressed and got much worse when you detected it later on. The American Cancer Society says cancer screenings dropped 80% in March and April of 2020. Thanks for listening to the WCCO All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO.